club soda with lemon for my mother, sharing a dessert, a sliver of chocolate tort, and ordering coffee, decaffeinated. When the check arrived, I learned that a Diet Coke at Jean-Georges costs $5.75. It isn't even a big Diet Coke. It is mostly ice. And on the day I ate there with my mother, they gave me a lime instead of a lemon, as if they tasted all the same. When I asked the waiter to correct the error, he said, that would not be possible. Everything at the restaurant is miniaturized. Even the entree, we each had pan-seared scallops in a Cabernet reduction, though conceitedly delicious, was alarmingly small. I figured I would need to get a sandwich after lunch, which would have been within my budget if I had spent only the $40 I had expected to spend on the meal. But after the soft drinks, the dessert, and the coffee were added in, and tax and tip, which somehow slipped my mind, lunch came out to more than $100. As I leave the apartment, telling Q that I am off to meet a friend, I can't help but wonder how much dinner is going to run. I have a thing about being late, so I get to the restaurant a few minutes before six o'clock. I'm not surprised to find that I have already arrived. I am seated on a sofa in the vestibule reading a Philip Roth novel that I immediately recognize has not yet been written. I say hello softly, and my future self rises to meet me. I am disappointed by how I, the older I, that is, look. I do not look terrible, but I do not look spectacular either. I am particularly dismayed that my body proves susceptible to some ravages of age from which I thought I would be immune. I understand that I will grow old, of course, but I exercise quite regularly and eat right and like to believe that I will be able to keep my weight down until my knees give out, and maybe even for some time after that. But here I am, not much more than sixty, I think, and already I have something of a paunch. I am also a bit jowly. This is alarming. I am, furthermore, not as well-groomed as I am now. We are each dressed in a blue Oxford and khaki pants, but the older me's collar is worn past a point that I would now allow. I note that collars have grown wider again, presuming, of course, that I am continuing to keep up with fashion trends. This strikes me as a change for the worse, but of course styles will come and go. In other subtle ways, I have allowed myself to deteriorate further. I have a few coarse ear hairs that require frequent attention. These have been allowed to have their way. My nails could use a clipping. I have psoriasis in some spots. It is manageable, but I note that this is not being tended to either. My hands are dry and flaky. It is me and not me. I do not consider myself extraordinarily vain. I look at myself in the mirror when I shave or after I get back from the gym, but... I do not spend all that much time examining the vessel in which I reside. Still, I know myself well enough. What is most disturbing about this future version of me is that it is obvious, at least to me, that I am deeply and profoundly sad. Shall we go to our table? I ask. That sounds fine, says older me, and we present ourselves to the maitre d', who finds our name in the reservation book. I'll be happy to take your coats, he says. 
I see a disgruntled look on my older face as he hands the coat over to the captain. I am peeved myself and reluctantly relinquish my own. Mine is a thin, cotton autumn jacket. The weather has not turned too cool yet. The jacket could easily rest on the back of my chair. Nor is it an expensive coat. I purchased it for $40 or so on sale at Filene's basement. If it were to get stained, life would not end, and it most decidedly will not get in anyone's way. Still, they require that the coat be checked. This service is putatively free, and if it really were, I might not mind so much. But at the end of the meal, when the coat is delivered, there is the obligation of tipping the coat check person. I never know how much to give. On the one hand, I generally feel bad for coat check people. They have to stand for hours in a dreary closet, which in nightclubs is always in the basement and too close to the bathroom. The patrons are often drunk, and they can always have...